Good afternoon, ladies. Good so afternoon. this is the first uh, class of the Ten Commandments series. I think it's going to be eight eight sessions. Today we're going to discuss the first commandment, and then next uh, week it's the second and the third commandments. So it is not enough for us to just believe the truths revealed to us by God. So our works are real proof of the strength of our faith. As our Lord said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Nothing could be clearer than that. So if we believe in God, we must do what God asks. We must keep his laws. And God's laws is not composed of arbitrary do's and don'ts set up by God just to make it hard for us. He actually made the task somewhat easier for us by spelling out in the Ten Commandments. Our principle, which are our principal duties to God himself, to our neighbor, and to ourselves. So here are the Ten Commandments. Do you still memorize the Ten Commandments by heart? So the first commandment is, I am the Lord your God. You should not have strange gods before me. And the second commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Third, remember to keep holy the Lord's day. On fourth, honor your father and your mother. Fifth, you shall not kill. Sixth, you shall not commit adultery. Seventh, you shall not steal. Eighth, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Ninth, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Tenth, you shall not covet your neighbor's goods. So the first three commandments outlined for us are duties to God. But the other, sev the other seven indicate our principal duties to our neighbor and indirectly to ourselves. So the first commandment of God. So the purpose of our existence is to give honor and glory to God and thus attain our eternal happiness with him in heaven. So usually they say, uh, uh, I heard from the blessed meditation that eternity is happening now. It's your relationship to the one who's eternal and that is God. So uh, the first commandment is twofold. Love for God, love for our neighbors out of love for God. Love is called charity. This is one of the theological virtues that the Holy Spirit infuses in those who become children of God at baptism. So charity has to grow throughout our life on earth through the action of the Holy Spirit and of course our cooperation. So holiness is nothing other than the fullness of divine filiation, being children of God and others. Of course, it can also diminish through venial sin and even be lost through grave sin. So there's order of charity. First, God, others out of love of God, and oneself again out of love of God. Loving God as his creator requires our, their requirements. So how do we show our love to our Father God. So first we choose Him as the ultimate end of all we undertake. We are asked to do everything out of love for Him and His glory. So whether you eat or drink, 
or anything else, do it all for the glory of God. For example, in the morning offering, offer to our Lord your prayers, your works, your joys, and sufferings of that day. And also, because when you offer it to God, and you ask Him that it would be in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, be it to carry out God's will in deeds. And what is God's will for us? To be saints. To be holy. That is, to carry out the little duty of each moment. Things that you ought to do at the moment. So what does God want, want of me in this? In this? Like, for example, in the porny, of course, no, you really have to talk to Him because you want to develop this relationship with Him. You could tell them, Lord, these are the things that I'm going to do throughout the day. So please help me. Help me think what is the best way that I could do everything. And you will be surprised that there will be miracles of the things that you really want to happen with the help of our Lord. So we have to correspond to His love, to His love for us. So God loves us first. He created us in His own image and likeness. So we have to reciprocate this love of God for us. So love is repaid with love. So how do you do this? Those small acts of love, like for example, when you genuflect before, before the tabernacle or your frequent visits to the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to be with our Lord, to see our Lord go to Mass. So sin is refusing God's love. But God is always ready to pardon us. To correspond to so much love requires of us a total gift of body and soul. Now, we have to empty our minds and heart for useless matters, but to let God take lead in our hearts and mind. Loving God leads us to seek personal relationship with Him, a relationship consisting of prayer that fosters love. So there are different uh, ways of praying. First, we have we could we have the adoration. It's the first attitude of a man, acknowledging that he is a creature before his creator. It is the most fundamental attitude of religion. So you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone you shall serve. Adoring God frees us from the various forms of idolatry that lead to slavery. We also ask for pardon for the for what separates us from God, which is it, and asking help for ourselves and for others, as well as the church and all mankind. So there are two forms of petition found in our Father, that is, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. A Christian petition is full of confidence because it's filial petition through Christ. If you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. Today we celebrate the Feast of Blessed Alvaro. And there are three things that constant prayer of Blessed Alvaro. That is, thank you Lord, forgive me, help me more. So these are the petitions, these are the prayers that we could, we could work on, on giving thanks, asking forgiveness, and 
helping us. So love is shown by sacrifice. So prayer is worth more with sacrifice. Just as our Lord redeemed us through the sacrifice of the cross, worshiping God consists of prayers and sacrifices or mortification. They said that mortification is the prayer of the senses. So Saint Jose Maria said, if you do not deny yourself, you will never be a soul of prayer. He further wrote that joke that witty remark held on the tip of your tongue, the cheerful smile for those who annoy you, that silence when you're unjustly accused, your friendly conversation with people whom you find boring and tactless, the daily effort to overlook one irritating detail or another in the person who lived with you, this, with perseverance, is indeed solid interior mortification. Faith, hope, and charity are the three theological virtues, virtues that are directed to God. So the greatest is charity. They say that when you, when we die, we go to heaven, and the thing that our Lord would ask us is how much you have loved. So the greatest is charity, which gives form and supernatural life to faith and hope in a way analogous to how the soul gives life to the body. So, but charity in this life presupposes faith because only those who know God can love Him. And it also presupposes hope because only those who make their desire for happiness depend on God who can love Him. Faith is a gift from God, a light in our intellect that enables us to know the truth that God has revealed and to ascend to it. So this implies two things, believing what God has revealed, that is the mystery of the Holy Trinity and all the articles of the creed, and believing that God himself who has revealed, revealed it. So trusting in him, there is no opposition nor can there be ever be, there can ever be between faith and reason. So doctrinal formation is important for attaining a solid faith, and therefore for fostering love for God and others out of love for God, for sanctity and apostolate, the life of faith is a life based on faith and consistent with it. So hope is a gift from God that leads us to desire union with Him, where we will find happiness. It gives us confidence that we will give that he will give us the capacity and the means to attain it. Christians should always be rejoicing in hope because if we are faithful, the happiness of heaven awaits us. The vision of God face to face, which is the beatific vision. If we are sons, we are heirs also, heirs, heirs indeed of God and joint heirs with Christ, provided however we suffer with him that we may also be glorified with Him. Christian life in this world is a path of happiness because even now, through grace, we have a pledge of this union with the Holy Trinity. But it is a happiness mixed with suffering, with the cross. Hope makes us aware that it is all worthwhile. Sins against the first commandments are sins against theolo theological virtues, against faith. 
So we have atheism, agnosticism, religious indifference, heresy, apostasy, schism. So basically, atheism, we don't believe in God at all. There's no God. Agnosticism, there's there's a God, but uh, sino nga ba? Religious indifference that all religions are pleasing to God. So apostasy, it's you are an apostle, para apostasy is apostle, but with apostasy, you abandon your faith. So it's also contrary to the first commandment to put in danger voluntarily one's own faith. How? Either through reading books against faith or morals with a sufficient reason and preparation or through failing to employ the means required to safeguard one's faith. Now, what is the sin against hope? Despairing of one's own salvation. From the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and at the opposite extreme, presuming that divine mercy will pardon sins without conversion or contrition, or without necessary sacrament of penance. It is also against this virtue to put one's hope for final happiness in anything outside God. Against charity, anything whatsoever goes against charity. Directly contrary to it is the rejection of God and also lukewarmness, not wanting to love Him with all one's heart. Opposed to the worship of God is sacrilege, simony, certain superstitious practices, magic, etc., and Satanism. Love for others out of love for God. Love for God requires loving those God those God loves. If anyone say, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God should love his brother also. We cannot love God without loving all men and women created by him in his image and likeness called and called to be his children by divine grace. We have to behave as God's children with all God's sons and daughters. Behaving like a child of God, like another Christ, Ipse Christus, the standard of loving others is Christ's love. I, a, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this will men will know that you are my disciples. From St. John. The Holy Spirit has been sent into our hearts so that we can love as God's children with Christ's love. We must give our life for others. That is the only way to live the life of Jesus Christ and to become one and the same with Him. Seeing a child of God, Christ, in others, as you did it to one of the least of my brethren, you did to me. We need to want for others what God wants. They are real good for them to be saints and so also to be happy. The first manifestation of charity is apostolate. This also includes caring for others' material needs. It means being understanding, making one's own, the spiritual and material needs of others, and being merciful. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. That's not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful from Corinthians. It also requires fraternal correction. The precept of charity also includes love 
for oneself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This rightly ordered love of self means loving ourselves out of love for God. It leads to seek for ourselves what God wants, sanctity and thereby happiness with the sacrifice of this earth with the cross. There is also disordered love of self, egoism, which is loving ourselves for our own excellence and not for the love of God. So this means putting our own will before God's and our own interest before serving others. It is impossible to have a rightly ordered love of self without struggling against selfishness. This involves denying oneself, giving oneself to God and others. So if any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. From Matthew. Man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of himself.